I am that I am. Adamus of absolute sovereign domain. Welcome back to this classroom of a new consciousness. It's almost like we never even had a month-long break. What perfectly dreary music Caldra played today. Only love can break your heart. What about some Frédéric Chopin or some other class? Only love can break your heart. No, only you can break your heart. A love can just add one more hammer to the spike on it. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. Good to be here with you. Lovely day. Hmm. I've been meaning to do something. Could I have your camera? I won't give it to anyone. You always take everyone else's picture. How about getting yours? <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Arg to all the spiritual pirates. Arg. Sounds like you're starting your car on a cold day. <laughs> Where's the booty? Where is the booty? We have pirates, but where's the booty? What is more precious than money, more valuable than gold? Life. Adamus Awards. Oh, so clever. An award to everyone who dressed up as a pirate. Please stand up for all those. Let the booty be dispensed. Can't have pirates without booty. There we go. There we go. I love this, Shambra. A long yeah, time ago, I said, dress up when you come here. I didn't mean your Sunday best. Well, you could do that as well, but dress up. Get out of that role that you've been playing, that identity that you've been so connected uh, excuse to. Excuse me, we have a problem. Yes. I don't know what to do about Sartre. <laughs> Sartre gets two. <laughs> Anyone that can dress like that, driving down the road in a little sports car for all other humans to behold, gets two. Can you believe on a day like this where he has the top down on his convertible, driving along the interstate? Truckers tired from a long night over the road, looking down and seeing that. Rolling down the window and yelling, Hey, baby, are those your coconuts or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> oh, dear Shamra. Adamus, there are a lot of people that don't know what Sartre's dressed like. They can't uh, listen. If you would, please. But, sweetie, they can't see him. So, Linda will describe it in detail. Come on up here, uh, Brother Sartre. I don't Sartre. know if I can do that politely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sartre is here. For those who are only listening and could not see, uh, Linda's going to provide a description of Sartre in his attire. Okay, I'm going to try to do this best I can. Sartre is dressed <laughs> as a Hawaiian in a grass skirt that has 
fabric flowers with pearl centers. Oh, my goodness. And he has a sort of coconut shell halter bra on and a, a fabric lace lay and uh, two beaded bracelets and hair that I don't know what to do with. Very, very uh, sort of, um, I don't know, like you stuck your finger in a light, in a light socket. <laughs> Thank you, Sarge. Thank you. And he's doing the hula. Thank you, Sark. I love your imagination and creativity. It brings up actually a very important point. Very important is we're going to use this as our theme today. Oh. Something we've talked about before, but it's so easy to get stuck in your identity. Pretending that you are something that you're really not so easy to get locked into who you think you are and, and it's no more than a role even if you didn't get dressed up today it's another costume your body a costume your history just a stage script that's all one of the greatest things you can do for yourself right now is let loose of that identity and it's also one of the most terrifying you identify with it. It is, or you have come to believe that it is you. And I can tell you, my dear, it is not. It is not. And the interesting thing is so many humans, especially those on the spiritual path, are looking to solidify that identity <laughs> and to make sense of it and to try to perfect it, to try to refine it. It doesn't work. It can't. You can never, ever make perfection out of this identity because it's an illusion. You could go so far as to saying that it's a lie. At least it's a game. Uh, perhaps it's an adventure, but it's not real. Well, the harder you try to make some sense out of it and to perfect it, the deeper into the hole you get. And then what happens, according to the story that Tobias told quite some time ago? Then you keep digging and digging and digging. Uh, it's an it's a illogical kind of logic, thinking that the deeper you dig, sooner or later you get yourself out. No, you just get yourself in deeper. There comes a point when you have to say, I'm going to stop digging or I'm going to stop identifying with the way that I've been trying to identify with myself, the way I've been trying to make sense out of all this experience. I'm going to stop digging and either just release myself, let myself out, or at least start digging in a different direction. As we told in the story of Tobias, digging down and down and down until finally one day he realized that he could just dig out sideways through the side of the hill instead of going to hell the way he was going. Digging that deep, of course. That was funny. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, so dear Shambra, so dear Shambra, I laugh now, laugh now, but in your dreams, uh, 
I will have the last laugh. <coughs> Dear Jean Brum, Kihak, let's talk about that for a moment. As was mentioned earlier, a lot of. Oh, um, instead of this, uh, uh, would you mind ringing the bell and seeing if we could get me some cafe, a bit of cream? No sweets today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Kihak, energy wants to serve you. Kihak, last month we announced our plan to work with 99. Uh, and to be sure, there will be hundreds, perhaps thousands, working with these 99 on the other side. As Kaldra said before, to bring in new levels of source energy. Humans, by nature, have a habit of keeping source energy somewhere else, keeping it separate from this earth, from this reality. Afraid to bring it in, perhaps, because it will mark the beginning of the end of a long journey, a journey that you cuss at times, but you've come to love, you've come to appreciate its very sensual nature, and because you have made great friends with other humans and the Earth itself. Bringing in those levels of source energy, perhaps, is the last step before the final step, going on to your sovereignty, your ascension. Sounds great, but yet you have trepidation. You, you wonder if, if you're ready to leave. We'll talk about that more in a moment. Reasons why you might want to stay. You also bring in that much source energy, and there's a concern that it's going to pollute it, just like humans are polluting their air and their water and the very Earth itself. My God, what if you bring in pure source energy from the other realms that makes its way into this density, this gravity, this duality, makes its way here to Earth and then gets all polluted? Some of you, being responsible and insightful what, that was not funny. <laughs> being responsible, insightful, and understanding have a true and a valid concern what happens if you bring in those levels of energies, source energy onto Earth. What if? You're not responsible enough. What if you have some bastard aspect who misuses that energy? You question whether you can control or manage what you have right now. What if you have one of these um, – uh, give me a word that's not bad to use on the air – one of these um, – I like that word, shit – one of those shit aspects that distorts that energy and perverts it and pollutes it and uses it to abuse others, but worse yet, yourself. So there's a concern. You know right now about how much you can handle. You know what your limits are. You think you know, but that's your old human identity talking. So there is part of you that keeps it out somewhere else. Why take on that burden? Why take on that extra? Why take on those new levels that are going to do more to possibly ostracize you from other humans, 
causes other humans to condemn or judge you even more. You've spent lifetimes, at least the last three or four lifetimes, trying to hide, trying to, trying to, thank you. You know, these little electric motors, cell phones, all of these have little frequencies, and it does affect our grander frequencies here. Linda thinking, oh my God, now it's going to get hot up here, but <laughs> oh, let's see, where was it? Oh, source energy. Uh, so there, there's this concern about bringing in this, this new level of source energy. You spent lifetimes hiding, trying to blend in. All of you know what that was like earlier in this life, actually, up until quite recently, trying to blend in, trying to be normal. Now, you knew you weren't. Your parents definitely knew you weren't. The ones around you were suspicious. So you tried to be a chameleon. You tried to adapt to these ways that you know aren't right, at least not for what you want in your life. You've tried to adjust. You've tried to be invisible. Every time you have a big insight, a big project – not to pick on anyone, Jane uh, – you've tried to then put it down. You even keep those old human names. Wink, wink. Um, so, Shambra, Kiak for 99 who are going to bring in new levels of source energy. It will be an intense year. It will be a year of change and evolution. It will be a year of working with me. Hmm, a full year. Working with the angelic beings who come to support, we're going to have a whole team. We'll talk about it with them. And if you're not part of the project directly, one of the 99, what can you do? Pray. <laughs> you can be energetically in this group. You know when they send your space shuttle off to outer space, up into the stars. There's a few who are on board, but there's a lot who are at ground control. A lot who are still here doing the work, and that's what each and every one of you who wants to energetically participate in the program can do. You can be part of oh, ground control, Major Tom. You can be part of this group that you're not going to be holding energy, trust me. You're going to be moving energy. You're going to be, you're going to be tethering for these 99. You can become intimately involved, and there will be a group of beings, angelic and some humans, that are going to be supporting it. Right now, right now as we speak, there are beings who live in the mountains, inside mountains, just human beings, not aliens, they have been there for centuries, or their, their uh, ancestors have been there. It has been part of their service to Earth, holding this energy. They are chanting right now, 
knowing that it's time for a handoff, knowing that the time is right on Earth. There's a group of humans ready to accept the new responsibility. There are others who are in convents, convents, uh, who are doing their well, they call it their prayer, but it's a type of chanting, meditation. They have been in these convents for lifetimes. Lifetimes. Yes, hidden away, you know, under the under the banner of the church, but they're really not at all. They have been holding the energy for the right time. Holding what you would call precious crystalline energies, not physical, but within them. Waiting for the right time for a group of humans, serious and dedicated, to bringing in source, source energy. And to these group of humans willing to expand their consciousness far beyond their minds, out of their minds, crazy out of their minds. Yes. So, yes. So, dear Shambra, if you are not one of the 99, you can be one of the ones energetically participating. And would you mind approaching the uh, board, please? Marker in hand. Yes, sir. Ah, don't call me sir. Just Lord will do. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, dear Shambra, you can participate, but there are some requirements some requirements. It will be one year, and if you sign up, you can't go back. You'll want to, but you can't. <laughs> if you sign up, we're going to ask you to energetically participate. That means things will happen. Things will happen. You won't be in on some of the more intense work, and perhaps that's a blessing, perhaps not. But if you sign up, your name will be recorded, both here on Earth and in my office on the other realms. You will feel certain things. You will hear certain things. You will be energetically tracking and feeling into the group of 99, supporting them, encouraging them. But you will also be helping to ground. 99 by themselves cannot bring in and ground the levels of source energy that we're talking about. It takes a village. It takes a community. If you want to become involved in this project, send your email to kihak at crimsoncircle.com. I can just hear the group leaders now saying, he didn't tell us about this. Absolutely. Kihak at CrimsonCircle.com. From there you will be given a form to fill out. You will be given um, uh, what do they they call it a, a survey that you will send back in. Your name will be recorded. We're going to ask for a few volunteers to help manage this group, to help keep up with the administration, the technology, and the other things. That will be the Kihak energy supporters. It takes a whole group, Shambra, all of us. We're going to be, we're going to be bringing in 
whole new levels of this energy and opening consciousness and recording it and understanding what's going on in your body of consciousness so that, that there is a, a map to this, so that there is an understanding of what's going on in this project. If you become part of it – no cost, by the way – you're going to be energetically supporting. No cost. So let's take a deep breath with that. Kihak is underway. Uh, I'll give you a little clue if you're wondering if you should be involved in it or not. On Wednesday night this past few days ago, Wednesday night, you had very strange dreams. We were doing a preliminary gathering, very intense dreams. It woke you up during the night, early, early in the morning. doesn't matter. If you remember the details of the dream, it doesn't even matter what it was about. We were doing some work with those of you that might be interested in the program. So, one more thing to add to the plate. Hmm. Thank you. <laughs> so, Shambra, next subject. Uh, thank you. Next subject. Let's take a deep breath. <clears throat> Get out of the mind for a moment and truly hear what. I'm saying truly, truly here, not just the words, but the feelings and the understanding. Take a moment here to feel in. May and June, the next two months, are going to be some of the most energetically challenging that this planet has ever experienced, particularly from the time of about mid-May through the time of mid-June but not exclusive. Going to be some of the most difficult, challenging, and changing times on this planet, and you're going to feel it. You have been feeling it. You have been feeling what's leading up to it. The tensions are very tight right now. Very Humans are stressed out. Humans are losing their minds. Conflict going on right now at nearly unimaginable levels, and all at this time, there's a whole new wave of cosmic energy, interdimensional energy, entering into this reality. The volumes which have never been seen here on Earth. All of this at a time of very interesting, interesting astrology, alignment and, better said, misalignment of planets. Oftentimes the astrologers look for alignments, but as you know, misalignments are just as important. While all of this is going on, there's going to be some interesting revelations and discoveries about physical objects in your universe. Interesting new discoveries may take months or perhaps years for some of these revelations to come out, but they will. Uh, planets that have never been seen before, uh, types of um, uh, cosmic formations that have never been seen or understood before are going to be seen in these next few months. As you can imagine, with everything this at such a stress point, you can imagine the potentials of what may happen these next two months. Always, always, always remember, 
Remember, it's not about you. I've said it before, I'll have to say it again. You have this habit of taking it in as your own. How, do you, how can you tell when you're doing that? Well, because the first thing you do is say, what's wrong with me? What's wrong? How come I'm feeling odd? How come things aren't tracking? How come I'm feeling dizzy? How come things don't make sense? What's wrong with me? Uh, I mean you. <laughs> you. What's, that's what you do. What's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? What should I know different? Why don't they give me the ground rules? I must have done something wrong. Maybe it's an aspect. Maybe it's my past lives, but I'm off balance. Absolutely. But it's not about you. If you could imagine for a moment this influx of energies and intensities, if you could imagine for a moment the, the consciousness of this planet, of, of mass consciousness, has been stretched to a limit has been expanded um, further than it's ever gone before. Uh, the, the frequencies and the resonances of Earth are operating at totally different, almost out of sync or out of cadence rhythms to what they've normally gone at. It's a surprise that – well, it's a surprise that, uh, that you haven't gone crazy, and it's a surprise that this planet hasn't almost collapsed on itself. In addition to these high levels of energy – come begin – it is also causing those um, groups, uh, those forces that do not want to go forward to resist even more. You have extra resistance going on, and you can tell any time they talk about going back to the good old days. And I can tell you, and if you check with your past life aspects, there were no good old days. <laughs> there were some amazing times, but there is no time, there is no uh, dimension like right now. I, I, I have to laugh <clears throat> when I hear these humans talking about going back a hundred years, a thousand years, two thousand years, going back to Atlantis or Lemuria. Number one, you cannot go back. You can try, but you can't. Number two, they were not necessarily good times. In Lemuria, you have the whole challenge of trying to stay embodied. Part of you wanted to get the hell out of it. Part of you seduced by the very nature of this planet. You were ugly back then. You were, you were like dinosaurs, some of you, and some of you were like, like fish and birds and had two or three heads and, and ten feet. You, you weren't pretty back then. Much better looking now. Much better looking. Much better looking. So, dear Jean-Bert, you're, you're going to hear from the groups and individuals that want to go back. You can't. That is causing additional stress and tension which you're going to experience. Look at the way May got started. Oh, that's just the beginning. That wasn't the end of anything. But what happened just in this last week? Just the beginning. At the same time all this is going on, there are parts, a lot of parts, of the near-Earth realms 
These are the non-physical realms that you could say surround Earth. That's where the ghosts and the spooks hang out. That's where your aspects that are all screwed up tend to hang out when they're not pestering you. That's where beings with very um, deep convictions, strong belief systems, particularly those of a religious nature, this is where the addicts and the others hang out in between lives. They don't go to heaven. They don't go to hell. They go to the near-earth realms, which is kind of heaven and hell all at once. They go there and experience, continue to experience exactly what they've been doing here, but perhaps actually with more fluidity, more ability. They can really act out their beliefs on these other realms. They are not literally physically surrounding Earth, but they are very connected to Earth, even having non-physical elements of physicality. In other words, they can pretend very easily because they've been here on Earth before. The near-Earth realms, there are parts of it that are in chaos right now. Total chaos. Total confusion. They didn't used to be near-Earth realms back in the beginning of this great planet. It wasn't near-Earth realms. It was only when you started to die out of the biological bodies that you were in and started to really miss Earth, and you kind of started hanging around in this psychic cloud around Earth. Well, they've gotten really congested. You can imagine all the beings that have died, all their aspects, hanging out here. Now, you go there, there's some very safe, beautiful places. The Chambre Service Center is a great place in the near-Earth realms. Not all bad, but you can imagine that this is where a lot of beings hang out in between lifetimes. Most of them never make a conscious choice to come back here to Earth. Uh, We need to get over this whole story about these grand planning sessions and making choices. A lot of these beings are sucked back in here. It's It's like a energetic vacuum tube that just sucks them back down, back into the physical body, back into the womb, to suddenly appear and say, I'm here again. So they're in chaos. This is affecting you. You're connected to the near-Earth realms. You have loved ones there. You've been there, been your home in between lifetimes on Earth on many occasions. So you can imagine, with all this chaos and clutter, how this is affecting how you're feeling and how Earth is going right now. In addition, if that wasn't enough, There are beings from the other realms – aliens, you might call them. Of course, we're all aliens, aren't we? Interferers. Interferers. You could say they're angelic beings, but they're not the angels with the nice halos over their head. They're interfering right now. They stay the distance for the most part. Why do they stay the distance? Why do they work from afar? So they don't get sucked in. They know once they're here, it's going to be thousands of lifetimes, and they'll get lost, and they'll forget why the hell they came here, and they'll have to do human things like getting dressed and going to school, and worse yet, having a job. They don't want to have jobs. 
Well, that's a great. Uh, you laugh, but it is one of the greatest fears. Do what? They don't want to be slaves. Did you get the hint? They don't want to be slaves. So good, good. No worries. So, dear Shambra, so these beings, representing what you would call forces in the other realms that um, A, don't believe there is Source, B, doing everything they can to get back to Source. Is that a contradiction? Absolutely it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where a lot of the confusion reigns. These beings do not feel that human beings or angelic beings can handle free will, divine will, or freedom, period. Righteous beings they are, thinking they're protecting all of creation, which they really don't believe in anyway, thinking they are protecting all of creation from a total collapse if other angelic beings are given freedom. Does this sound like scenarios that have been played out here on Earth over eons of time? Absolutely. Because as we're going to talk about in Warsaw, they interfere. Their agendas. Oh, they, they, they feel very righteous about this, very righteous. But what they're doing all the time is sucking the energy, sucking the, the life force, and feeding themselves. Ultimately, stealing energy, and, and as ridiculous as it sounds, stealing energy to try to get back home when they actually don't believe in a home. But yet something, even, even in the darkest being, uh, dark meaning empty of consciousness, uh, not very little consciousness. Even the, in the darkest of these beings, there's that little speck of light, meaning some consciousness or awareness. And that little something, that little something <laughs> is trying to, trying to get back home. Ah, <laughs> manly. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> yes, a duality it is. That was funny. Very good. Very good, yes. Frightened some of you? Off with the head. Ah, ooh, I shouldn't say that. Uh, reminds you of past lives, eh? So you have all these dynamics going on, and the pinnacle time is the next two months. I'm not trying to scare, not at all. No drama in it, because you, each and every one of you, every one of you listening in, is absolutely every one of you listening in is absolutely safe. I see you now have your cameras numbered. Uh, was it that difficult to keep track? <laughs> One, two, three. So, <laughs> you're absolutely in a safe space. Um, actually, now's the time to come out of your spiritual closet. Now's the time to come out, come out wherever you are, to live fully on this planet. 
as I said, there's more energy than ever before, more opportunity to expand your consciousness, more support from beings in the other realms who do believe in freedom, who do understand Source, where you came from, who do understand sovereignty, where you're going to, who do understand love. Not that love can break your heart, but love expands consciousness, and it begins with love of yourself. begins there. Right now is the greatest time to take that plunge, to do the things that you've been wanting to, or dreaming about, to take that plunge into getting over the identity that you've been shrouded in for so very long. We'll talk about that in just a moment. The greatest time, the greatest time on earth. Put away those things that get you into anxiety. Newspapers, if that does it for you. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them, but they're focused. I'm going to make a statement here, and Calder and Linda definitely won't like this. Mom. <laughs> My dear friends, there are tremendous influences coming from the other realms. They're not, they're not stupid. They're not very conscious. But consciousness and intelligence have nothing to do with each other. These beings are very well trained, you could say. They are very focused in their work. And they don't come close to Earth. They don't come here in little metal ships. Get over that one. They don't do alien probes up your um, nostrils. <laughs> or other places. But they do know where to manipulate and influence. Oh, and, and it's, uh, it comes in sometimes very obvious places, sometimes what might surprise you. They'll influence things like media, because media has a direct wire into mass consciousness, into the brains of humans. They will, they will work on drama. Now, don't blame it on the journalist. Don't blame it on the uh, media company. Blame it on humans who don't feel or read between the lines. They work on, dare I say, Churches and religions and, my dear friends, spiritual organizations, they're the easiest of all. I go on record. They are the easiest of all. Why? Because most spiritual groups, and I'll say this loud, are simply extensions of religions. And thank you. One applause. <laughs> Nay, I was not looking for applause, but I always appreciate it. <laughs> they use these type of uh, groups oh, self-improvement, self-development – sorry about that no. – oh, nice, nice <laughs> uh, – to, to manipulate energies, to manipulate energies. And they're at work right now. There's nothing to fear, absolutely nothing to fear, unless, unless you know that you get sucked into drama and don't know how to get out. 
There is everything to behold right now. Everything. No excuses. To do what you want to do. To breathe in this energy, even if there's crazy headlines, even if there's weird events going on, even, especially even, remember this, underline it, bow-face it, put it in my next video, even if little metal ships arrive on Earth. That is not Jesus or the Savior or anyone else coming. There are ones that are interfering. They're not here to do you any good. This is a warm-up for Poland. Getting Caldra ready for the real information that's going to come out. So, dear Shambra, understand there's manipulation, control, everything else. And the question's been asked, and I'll, I'll ask it out loud. How do you know I'm not manipulating or hypnotizing you right now? Because you don't want it. That's the only answer. Because you don't want it, therefore you are not. Even if I was trying, you do not want me doing it. Is that correct? Yes. That didn't sound very uh, convincing. Yes! Absolutely. It is about your sovereignty. It is about your freedom. It is about your connection to the God that you already are. Doesn't matter what anybody says, including me, including any other being, including some of the things that I see out there right now that you are passing along to others, saying, "Hey, you got to read this." Really? Really? Is it? The guidelines. Is it? Does it provide a pathway to sovereignty? If you're going to pass along these other materials. Stop for a moment. How did you feel when you read it? And drama doesn't count. So I got really excited, then really scared, and then I had to send it to everyone. Why? Does it promote sovereignty? And does it promote freedom? And does it? Re- promote a return back to the free will that you've always had, but you gave up a long time ago? Does it bring you back to yourself, or does it put you out somewhere else? That's the criteria. Whether I say it, whether anybody else, that is the criteria. Got it? Good. So. Dear Shambra, oh, I, I, I should get a soapbox and stand up here and yes. So, so the inten- energy is very, very intense. If anything was going to happen on this planet right now, it's going to be now. It's going to be these next few months. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be bad. But if anything's going to happen, weather-wise, terror, terrorism. Can I at least say that? Terrorism-wise, financial. I tell you, at the core of a lot of this, watch what's happening this next two months. Financial. Financial. Financial is it's just energy, but it's been so manipulated and twisted. And, and money gives people a strange sense of power, because then they can enslave others, whether it's uh, literal or whether it's just from a manipulation standpoint. So people have hoarded money for a long, long time. All sorts of schemes out there, all sorts of things going on. I'll tell you right now, money, the financial resources of this earth, are being redistributed. I'm not talking about communism here. I'm talking about equity, because there's been too many people, too many old energy companies, too many power brokers. 
that have been hoarding it and have been misusing it. And humans won't tolerate that anymore. This earth will not tolerate it anymore. You know what? There is no lack of abundance. There is no pipeline that they have to the, turn on and off the, the gauges. There's no limited reservoir of it. There is not there, there is an absolute abundance of energy. And there is this thing called new energy now. So it just makes energy all the more available to everyone. A certain part of the consciousness of humanity said a while back, no more. No more inequities. Everyone who comes to this great planet should have an equal and fair chance. And then it's up to them. It's up to them what they're going to do with it. It's up to you what you do with that. But everyone should have an equal and fair chance. An equal and fair chance for what? Discovery of the I Am. We put in a lot of other words, but it's about the it's about the integration and the discovery of the the self of the being, without manipulation or interference from the other realms, without without interference from this realm. And it's happening. It is absolutely happening. And that's why in these next two months there's going to be this. Confluence of energy, this coming together of what was old and what could be new, of what is trying to hold on and what wants to be set free, of what is, I would say, the new truth and what are the old falsehoods. And it's happening. You're in the midst of it. You're in the midst of it. Panic not. Fear not. Don't go doing crazy things right now out of fear and drama. Do crazy things out of love. Do crazy things out of being sensual, wanting to be here. I said before that some of you are a bit oh, hesitant about bringing in new sources of light energy, because you have such a deep love for this planet. You have an intuitive understanding of what's going on right now. Uh, call it a tipping point. Call it a change point, a point of separation, that part of you dare not want to leave now. This is when the show gets good. This is when the fruits of your labor, of your breathing, of your dreaming is coming into being here on Earth. And it's going to happen. It is going to happen. We measure energies in the other realms. We don't have little mechanical devices. We feel into them. We measure a variety of things, then, that tell us where consciousness is going, including everything that's happening with Gaia, wonderful way to measure energies. And we know that consciousness on this planet is going to break through. But there are forces that don't want it to, don't want it to. On the other hand, there are enough humans that have said, it's time. It's the place. This is where it's happening. Next two months, keep breathing. Keep breathing. If you forget how to breathe, go to www.newbreath.net and download one of Andra's breathing tapes.
Spend a few dollars. Make a donation, even if it's free. Why? Because Andra likes to live big, and so do I, and so do you. <laughs> that, was, that was really funny. <laughs> Andra is still wondering if it was funny or not. It was. Oh, dear, dear Shambra, please, this whole thing with abundance. You know how many complaints I heard about the Kehawk money? Too many. Far too many. Just bring it in. Stop stressing over it. I'll tell you in a few minutes how to do this. <laughs> so next on our program for today at time oh, – okay. Next on our program, Earth, Gaia, all relates into this. Gaia is leaving. Sorry. Gaia is leaving. I'll say it again, just in case, so there's no question about it. Gaia is leaving. Why? Gaia is a spirit like you. An entity like you, an angel, supported by millions of other angelic beings, including many of you. Deep connection to Gaia. Gaia comes from the house of Isis and is a very pure, loving, what you would call almost feminine energy, beautiful energy, a creator energy. Gaia, the angel Gaia, came to this planet, I'd say millions of years ago, to infuse a life force energy into this rock. She was preceded in her literal journey here by other angelic beings coming here not in physical form but in celestial form, who provided uh, what you would call the design or the um, imprint for crystalline energies that would ultimately allow Gaia to stay here for a while. This energy is – this planet is filled with crystalline energies. You have a crystal grid. You don't have to study it. Just feel it. Our crystals – physical crystals in Earth, of course – these same crystals are used in the times of Atlantis for your energy sources, but now no longer do that. Or do they? Or do they? Mm. will lead to further discussion about the gems, the crystals, the stones of Earth. The Earth at the core is a large crystal. I don't care what your scientists say, it is a crystal. You think it's bubbling molten lava down there? At some levels it is, but in the core of the Earth there has to be. There is a beautiful, large, physical crystal as well as energy crystal surrounding it. keeps this planet kind of together, and it allowed Gaia to come here. Gaia came here. After these crystalline seeds were planted into this old rock, Gaia came here. What's the first thing she did? Breathed into it. That's great. I thought you were going to say, run the other way. No, she <laughs> breathed into it, just as you can breathe into rocks and anything else and bring it to life. She breathed into it. And when Earth developed, life in the form of the forests and the oceans and the skies and the air, fire, all these other things. Then she said – she sent off a little email to the Order of the Ark – celestial email. You're not laughing at my jokes today. Could we have this slide back up here for a moment? I'll tell you what I'll do. <laughs> tell you what I'll do. I'll ask for the slide first, then I'll tell my joke. Gaia came here when she was ready, when she had done her job and created the species, the 
the walking species on Earth, many of that don't exist now, but the, the, the prototypes of life, the potentials of biology, she sent a message to the Order of the Ark, the angelic beings, and said, I'm ready. I'm ready. Bring them on. And the angels started migrating here, started coming here. Now, Gaia has done incredible service to this planet, but like all beings, like all things of consciousness, she has to evolve. She wants to evolve. She's done her job here, and it's time to go. It's going to be hundreds or thousands of years. She's not leaving tomorrow, but she's getting ready. She is getting ready, and as she does, she is releasing those energies that no longer are part of Earth. She's getting ready and she's preparing the humans on Earth to take care of their stage, of their playground, and saying, this someday soon will be yours. Be aware of the waters that I gave you. Be aware of the gardens that color your Earth. Be aware of the forests that provide the cool, the growth, the cleansing. Be aware of the animals who are here to serve you, for in a way they are you. It's going to be your planet soon. Come to appreciate it. Come to understand what it does. Anyone who's been on Earth has an intimate connection to Gaia, to this planet. But she, like all beings of consciousness, is ready to evolve. Energy and consciousness don't just stand still. She's not going to be here forever, and neither will you. She's going to evolve and move on. Oh, what is she going to do next? She's going to go to the 100 and more new Earths that are in design and construction right now. Rocks like this that are going to be impregnated with life force energy. And she is going to go there with all she has learned. And she's going to go there with a cadre of other angelic beings, some who have recently been in human form, to go there and to bring life to other planets. And she's going to go to the non-physical dimensions where there are replicas, not in physical form, but in energetic and consciousness form. And she's going to go there, and she's going to breathe her life into these non-physical celestial places so they too can become like Earth. She's going to take, she's going to ask for, I should say, many volunteers to work with her, many others to go to this one hundred and some other places that are under construction right now, some in their very final stages, to be able to accept other angelic beings who have never experienced Earth, who have never experienced this beautiful, sensual thing called life, real life, not angel life. That's all fluffy, smoky, lighty-lighty. Here it's gritty, gritty, arg. It's real, so real you can get lost into it, so real you can forget who you are, or worse yet, so real you can pretend you're something that you're really not. She's going to be taking many others with her, and maybe you, if you choose, maybe not. 
But that's why I say Gaia is leaving, not out of disgust, <coughs> not because of failure, actually because of success. But her leaving is causing an additional tension. An additional tension. Now you ask, but what about these other beings that are channeling Gaia? And there are many. There will be many more, because now as Gaia is getting ready to leave, she's doing several things. First, calling forth those who want to go to the New Earths, plural, New Earths, with her, to be part of the team that builds these new places. Part of her is bringing on new voices, new channelers or messengers for her to maintain a message here on Earth, to constantly remind the humans over the ages now, over the years to come, of this beautiful planet, and a reminder of what you've done here, a reminder of this place, it's the only place. If anyone's going to ascend, anyone's going to become a grand celestial being, it is through Earth, through the way of Earth. And until now, there's been just one. Only one. Oh, a lot of other planets, a lot of other realities, many claiming to be superiorly intelligent. So what? Consciousness and intelligence are not the same thing at all. So, dear friends, all these dynamics going on, can you feel it? Yeah. Absolutely. Does it affect your body? Yeah. Absolutely. Can you breathe it in and then let it flow through? Let it flow through. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. You're not doing anything wrong. You're doing everything right. That's the point we've been trying to make, doing everything right. So Gaia will be calling forth. It may or may not be you. There are many, many, many beings on Earth who would love to serve with Gaia. Gaia may not call on you, not because you're not worthy, because she knows you have another calling, another calling. And what is that calling? No clue? The calling, dear friends, is to be the embodiment of the I am here on Earth, not waiting until you get off to in lives in between or out of this physical reality, not waiting for some Savior to come along to tell you how to do it, not waiting for a guru, but doing it now, yourself, bringing in this dramatic, uh, this um, whole new level of source energy, bringing your full I Am Self into this reality, therefore becoming the standard. And by God, that's what Earth needs right now. It needs standards. It needs somebody who is free of religious rhetoric, somebody who is free of spiritual macchio, someone who is not trying to recruit followers and not just trying to solidify or enhance their crappy human identity. <clears throat> I know you're looking at something else on the internet back there. Is CNN more impressive than me? Back there with all these computers. So, dear friends, 
<laughs> Where were we? <laughs> so easily distracted. You're here. You're here. She may not call on you because you're here to become standards. Standards on earth. The embodied being. Remember a very uh, well known individual was one of the standards before you? And you're only a footstep behind? Yeshua. Hmm. Yeshua. Ah, forget what's been written about Yeshua. Feel into it. Now, the difference between you and Yeshua, what? He had a beard? No. <laughs> he was Jewish? No. The difference between you and Yeshua is that you are a soul being, and he wasn't. You have a soul. Yeshua was a, a collective, designed as a, as a prototype or as an experiment uh, – perhaps not the best word, Caldera – but as a, an experience, if it's possible. Well, it lasted about 33 years. But it was. It started a process that you supported, by the way, every one of you, energetically supporting, whether you're in body or not at the time, energetically supporting what Yeshua was doing. Now it's your turn with the soul. Frightening? Should be. <laughs> Absolutely stimulating, yes. Absolutely possible, yes. Yes. They're going to put you up on a cross? No. no. i just drag you behind a car. <laughs> So, no, no, actually, and the answer is absolutely no. Why? Because there are more people on this earth right now that want the standard, that want to see that it can be done, than there are who, is going, to, who are going to oppose it. Ah, yes, there are still some very stuck in their old religious beliefs, scare beliefs, I, I like to think of them as. They're old belief systems that may threaten. Maybe not directly, but indirectly, who come lurking around trying to get you back into your cave, back into that hiding. But dear friends, they're taking your focus off of the ones who want to see it, who want to see it without, without all the embellishments and without all of the machio surrounding it. They want to see a human who can bring in source energy to match expanding consciousness in this now moment, mm. and to breathe it, and to live here, and to be in the body, and to love being in the body, not denying it. That was one of the things of the past masters, uh, you, you call them, some of the ones that you study and read about. So much denial of the human experience, so much, so much thinking or believing the negative about being human, that it was all about getting off this planet. It is about getting into this planet. It is about getting into this life of yours. It doesn't get better when you leave here. You might as well do it here. And it's easy. It is so simply and beautifully and marvelously easy. Before I get into that – I sound like a television commercial – I want to talk about New Earth for a bit. The integration of this physical Earth into New Earth 
You've been working on it. You, my friends, have been working on it. And everything that you do here on this planet, everything that you're doing on the new earth, now it's become new earths. And you say, what, what is this whole purpose of the new earth? Because we're going to blow up this planet, we need a new place to go? No. There are billions of angelic beings in the other realms from your spiritual families, spiritual families that you were leaders of, or you were the progressive element of those spiritual families, the ones whose connection you can still feel deeply into. They're waiting. They're waiting. Waiting for you. Waiting for a space. There's not too many spaces left on Earth anymore in physical body. Tend to get precedence for those who have been here before. They they kind of elbow their way back into the physical body. But the energies in the cosmos, which at one time came to a standstill, which is not a good thing for energy to do, but it came to a stop, came to a standstill. They're moving again. They're moving again. That's why I say there's going to be some very strange uh, astronomical, cosmic events taking place, because it's moving again. So what was thought to be true, what was known about the universe, all this plotting and planning is going to start falling apart soon, soon, because it's basically not true. It's an illusion. Looked at through illusionary eyes and illusionary equipment. So suddenly things start changing out there. Suddenly the way people have been, humans have been relating to the universe over these past 20, 30 years is going to start changing. And you know, humans don't like change. They ask for it, but they don't like it. So all of this is happening. And as the cosmos, as the omniverse is starting to move once again after a long sleep, after stillness, which energy is not good at, at doing, suddenly it's moving. Suddenly there are members of your spiritual families from whence you have came, from whence you have come, who now want to move on for themselves, want to move forward in consciousness. They are looking or feeling here to earth into your journey and your experience. You are a standard. You are the path, in a way. Being that there's not a lot of room here left on this earth, this earth can possibly handle up to 10 billion people, even that's pushing it. There are these new earths. We've been working on the prototype. This is like a science fiction story, isn't it? This is like is a prototype that you have helped to develop taking the best of humanity, the best of Earth, the best of life, sans duality, without duality – nice, uh, nice touch – without the heavy forces, du- duality on call, just-in-time duality, but uh, brought in when you need it, released when you don't want it. Sounds like heaven. Ah, yeah, yeah. These are the new Earths. They'll be able to take on – oh, and some of them are huge – makes this little 
original Earth looks small. Mm-hmm. They'll be able to take on billions of beings. Now, imagine for a moment if suddenly there was some place else to go, not here. Suddenly it relieves the congestion on this planet and all this fighting and struggling, this focus that's been on this planet Earth, the focus of the battles of what you would call light and dark, duality, uh, sovereignty, freedom versus enslavement and restriction. And instead of having to play out these battles here on Earth, interfered by beings from the other realms, suddenly you have these new places. They've been seeded with high consciousness, seeded with the potential of high consciousness from each and every one of you. Suddenly, hundreds of these new Earths, over a hundred, are going to open up. Soon. Soon. There will be places for your brethren, your spiritual families, to go to start their journey of integration, of coming into a whole different type of environment that helps them to understand the I Am, to understand their Source. And it's all happening right now. It's an amazing, amazing time to live. Some of you may choose not to come back to this planet in your next incarnation and go off to one of these new Earths where you will have so much experience, so much wisdom. Oh, you'll be a very, very big fish in a small pond. (laughs) Big shot. Uh, important, but, but your wisdom will prevent you from ever getting a big head. and You'll never focus again on trying to be intelligent. That's a natural result if you allow it to be out of consciousness. So, dear friends, that's what's happening. And you ask now, what about the integration of the new Earths with this old Earth? Last time you heard it was going to be thirty years. Last time we talked about it, there was a lot of um, depression or sadness around this. It's not going to happen right now. Not ready for it. Not ready. But it doesn't mean these new Earths can't be made available. There'll come a point, I, I, I truly feel, I truly know, in your lifetime when new Earth and this physical Earth merge together, but there are still too many beings on this old Earth with very old agendas, with very, uh, a lot of investment in power, a lot of investment in abuse and energy feeding, forces that are supported by beings in the other realms, the near-Earth realms, that are fighting still, that are, are trying to control consciousness and humans on Earth. And until that struggle is resolved until there is a greater understanding of what's really happening. We won't see the integration yet, yet. But I do believe in your lifetime that that it will come to be. So the question is: Are these beings are these beings interfering 
also with these other new earths. Are they now going to be going there and feeding? Hmm. Probably not, because the dinner table here on earth is much tastier than any place else. Oh, you have so much history. You have so much depth. You have so much uh, drama that these other places don't have. How can you go and feed on a new earth that really doesn't have duality? Thank you. Why would you want to go feed on one of these new earths or try to control it when basically people aren't in drama and they aren't in duality struggles with each other? Oh no, this is the place. Yes. A dog doesn't go to the uh, salad drawer. Dog goes for the meat drawer, if you know what I mean. Earth is a meat drawer. <laughs> so, dear Shambra, oh, so it's uh, what grand times you live in. So, let's get to the point now. Let's get to the point. And the point is, we've said it before, but I'll say it again. What can you do? What can you do right now? What's the, during this next two months of time, what's the most important thing you can do? Breathe. Absolutely. There's another very important thing. Let go of your identity. We've been saying it in a hundred different ways for a hundred years. Let go of the identity. I love the pirates because they can act for a moment, and every time they act, every time you act, it's a little reminder to part of yourself that it's all an act. It's all an act. There is no going back to David later today. There's acting like David later today. But that inner part of this being starts to remember, oh, that's right. It's not about making David perfect. It's not about even repairing or healing David. There is no David to heal or repair. It was an act. The more you try to repair it and heal it, the more you're just falling into the old belief that it's real. That's why I said last month, get over all this healing, all this processing. Get into you. Get into you. Get over all these abundance things. That's, that's your old act, abundance issues. It is. Every time you have an abundance issue, instead of calling and griping at somebody, remind yourself, it's just an act. It's your old act. What's your new act? And acts are good. Being an actor is great. It's all about it. It's what this earth is for. Acting, discovering, experiencing. Now, can you imagine the greatest act while remembering or knowing who the creator of, that, of these acts are? In other words, conscious awareness that you're having fun pretending you're David or Andra, or anyone. It's an act, Mary. It's an act. We've been trying to tell you. We've been trying to tell you. It's a beautiful act. It's an intriguing act. But it's an act. That's all. 
If you can get over your identity, which is the scariest thing for this act that you're playing, because it, it doesn't know what happens next. And if suddenly you get over your identity and understand you're not really who you think you are, oh, that identity has a little bit of an issue. Identity is saying, well, then we're going to die. It's just an act or acting out. Then we'll die and we'll go out of existence. And No. No, don't, don't listen to that act or that aspect. Listen to the I am. I am. And it's not, it's not I am that I was, but that's the way you live. That's how you are living. I am that I was. I'm not sure what the hell I'm going to be. It is that I am that I am becoming. And the becoming is in this moment. I am the becoming. I am that I am. Simplified. I am. I am. Everything else is an act. Everything else is just for fun. Everything else is part of an experience. But instead of being unaware of who created the experience, instead of being unaware of why the experience, instead of being unaware of how you get out of the experience, suddenly it all comes together. It all starts to make intuitive, divine sense. Not, not human sense. It, it will not make human sense, but it will make divine sense. Suddenly the I am isn't just a nice little cliché that you say when you hug other people at a Crimson Circle meeting. Suddenly it just is. Suddenly it's the awareness. Get over Pete. I love Pete, but get over Pete. Uh, you know, and I don't mean annihilate Pete. Good God, no, just get over Pete. Be on the other side of Pete. And don't repeat. Just <laughs> no. uh, By the way, in acting, timing is everything. Doesn't do much good to hit the button two seconds after the funny. No, you want your finger pasted on that ready to go anytime. So, dear Shabra, <laughs> what to do? What to do? Get over it. Get over yourself. That means get on the other side of yourself. Get, get over Pete, meaning get on the other side and be able to look at Pete and say, what a great act. Now what do I want to change that act into? Or do I, I want a whole new act? Or do the interesting, amazing thing is, right now, you haven't been able to do this up to now, but right now you can do about a dozen acts at one time without going multiple. <laughs> ah, there's a fine line there, Andra. A uh, fine line. What's the, what is the line? What's the difference between uh, you're aware of them? You're aware of them. Uh, a multiple, such as Andra works with, and you all have it to an extent, uh, is not aware. It's not aware. They are pushing and shoving for. Who's going to be in front stage, center stage? Uh, the new energy multiple, the Chambra multiple, 
Arg. <laughs> the Chamber Multiple can be doing a dozen or more, but let's just let's start with a dozen acts at one time, all in center stage, no longer competing for energy or attention, fully aware of all the shifting and changing, and doing it like a maestro. Doing it with grace and ease and pulling up the ones that they want, refining the other ones, throwing a few off stage every now and then. When you can get to that point, my dear loved ones, when you can get over yourself, then you will start to be yourself once and for all. So, next two months, take a look at your identity. Feel your identity. Look. Look how you spent lifetimes trying to build it and refine it. Last lifetime you're saying, okay, next lifetime I'm going to work on this and I'm going to work on that. You're the same old being as you were last lifetime, a little bit different face, same thoughts, same patterns. You spent eons building this robot, the biological robot, mental robot, and now you're going to trash it. Now you're going to trash it. That, and again, please understand, that does not mean disrespecting every part of you. That means actually respecting and honoring it so much. Stop trying to fix it. Stop, trying to, uh, stop playing the old tapes, what you did wrong tapes, that, are, that are, have been Im- embedded into you, and start realizing you could just be the I am. You can still have David as part of your I am. You can have Sharona as part of your I am. You can do whatever you want with your I am. This will be critical this next two months. With all the pressures, all the tensions, all the interference, all of the duality, everything going on, this will be very, very important. And it's no wonder that we're starting this Keyhawk project right in the midst of all this chaos. Mm. Absolutely. Best time. I love chaos. I love chaos because chaos isn't chaos at all. Chaos is reordering. It just appears to be chaos for a moment while everything is getting reordered and reorganized. But no matter what is happening, no matter what is happening this next couple of months, take a deep breath and remember, A, you're just, uh, you're just an act, grand act, wonderful act, but just an act. B, remember, all is well in all of creation. And that's why there's so much tension on Earth right now, because at the core of creation, energies have come back together again in a very beautiful, very new way. Could be eons of time before that message is ever reaches Earth. And in the meantime, there are those beings who are still playing Earth, who are still playing out duality, don't want to let it go, because Earth is so removed from what you would call Source. It's a great place to continue this old game. Whatever gets to you, or you ever get to yourself, just remember, all is well in all of creation. You can tap into that at any time. Hmm. With that, dear friends, I am that I am. Madama St. Germain with you every loving step of the way. Thank you.